attitude's bad. I have a bad attitude. It was not a good news day. But I did find some interesting things to talk about. We're sending $33 billion more dollars. Well, it's, there's a bill to send $33 billion more dollars to Ukraine. That's not, that's not good news. The vaccine companies are pushing for more vaccine approvals for six and younger. That's not good news. A gross domestic product shrank by 1.4 to 2%. That's not good news. <laughs> Inflation is skyrocketing. Also not good news. And the Fed is meeting next month to discuss, well, the way they put it is they're going to discuss raising the interest rates, which means they're going to raise the interest rates because, uh, I mean, they basically have to, that's boring. And it's also not good news. And I have to put a new motor in my truck or get a new truck. I mean, not new, a different truck. That's bad news for me personally. And now I'm stuck with the very white privileged problem of do I do I want to get another truck? Because trucks aren't cheap. I mean, even even cheap trucks aren't cheap when you could get a car with no bed for hauling materials of any kind. I guess that's probably the responsible decision. But the cost of the new motor is going to be as much, almost as much as I owe on the the damn thing. So it's more bad news for me. I mean, I guess it's technically the same bad news, but my attitude is bad from it. But those weren't any of the interesting things that I wanted to talk with you about. And maybe it's maybe this is more macabre than interesting. But it's about uh, how the social credit system works in China. And I find it very interesting. I don't know why I don't have audio, but it's kind of a good thing because there's an ad playing. Where she goes, go. Oh Young Haoyu is followed. What she buys, how she behaves, is tracked and scored to show how responsible and trustworthy she is. It's called the social credit system, and in one version now being tested, a person's reputation is scored on a scale of 350 to 950. So this video is from and two Haoyu, years ago. With a good score of 752, is okay with it. In fact, most people are. It's a mechanism like uh, pushes you to become a better citizen. It's big data meets big brother. 
expanding how the government monitors, understands, and ultimately controls its 1.4 billion citizens. Thanks to advances in artificial intelligence and facial recognition, and a web of more than 200 million surveillance cameras. Are people bothered by privacy concerns? We think uh, the lot of camera keep the safety is uh, really good. We can accept it. No, we can. We can accept all of the surveillance and the lack of privacy because we're so safe. Um, I don't think any of the Chinese population is allowed to own a weapon, so they really have no choice in the matter. But this is how they justify it to themselves. We're so safe because we have cameras all over the place let's see let's see what the crime rate in in china is crime rate in china we'll go back to a little more of this thank you nbc news companies are experimenting with the algorithms to help the government create the new national social credit system the government also has pilot projects. In one, citizens are required to do hours of unpaid work to get benefits. And scores are docked for things like littering, a messy yard, gossip, even jaywalking. So they claim that a version of this social credit system has already infected Canada. And then there's a bunch of fact-checking sites that say, no, it hasn't, China or Canada hasn't agreed to a Chinese-style social credit system. But they're not, neither argument is 100% correct because, in essence, Canada did introduce a social credit system when they started freezing the assets of the truckers that they didn't like. Nothing in this video gets into what happens if you really do something wrong. It's or what what happens if your social credit score gets so low from all of your wrongdoings because as I've said before and we'll say again NBC is a subsidiary of NBC Universal as in Universal Studios with a giant theme park in Beijing that sees about a billion Chinese visitors every year so they will not anger the mighty chinese communist party because that could affect their profits now in regards to china's crime rate i found this article from wng.com written uh, or posted october 25th 2018 Last year, the communist mouthpiece People's Daily cheered a government report that China's homicide rate in 2016 was 0.62 per 100,000 residents, one of the lowest rates in the world. The United States, in contrast, had a homicide rate of 5.35, placing it 114 spots behind China. What makes China a much safer country than the United States? An authoritarian government, a shame-based culture... According to China criminology expert Borg Backen, the answer is nothing. China isn't actually safer, he says. Instead, Chinese, polis, uh, Chinese police underreport crime stats, 
and a lack of government transparency means fabricated numbers are accepted as fact. Surprise, surprise. Backen, who recently edited a collection of essays called Crime and the Chinese Dream, it's your plug-in, found that in the city of Guangzhou, the official crime numbers make up only 2.5% of the actual number of crimes reported to the police. The remaining 98% disappear in irrational, bureaucratic incentive structures and outright bans on publicizing data on violent and serious crime that diverges from the official dream logic. Back and wrote in the book. Are we really surprised? It's not about keeping you safe. That's what they tell you. And they just repeat it over and over again until pretty soon you start repeating it yourself. It's for my own good. It's for my own safety. Just put it, cameras everywhere. <coughs> Listening devices everywhere. And if you say something about bad about the government, whoops, there goes your social credit score. How long until they lock your bank account? From the article, the heads of departments also want to prove that crime decreased under their watch, so they falsify crime stats, lowering the number each year they're in office. The central government also seeks to lower the number of murders each year so that it can claim a lower execution rate. All these factors result in an official crime st statistic that is far from reality. This is what they want here. And I think they're achieving it better than we really understand. This is why Elon Musk buying Twitter is such a bad thing for the leftist deceivers. There's been a lot of suspicious activity on Twitter with certain influencers losing large numbers of followers and other influencers gaining large numbers of followers. Now, you can explain losing followers by people maybe leaving Twitter or bots canceling their, or, you know, having their accounts deleted. But how do you explain the increase in followers on the other side? <clears throat> Very suspicious. But I guess there's no reason to really be suspicious because, I mean, couldn't they just flip the switch? Like, okay, uh, well, things have really gotten away from us, boys. Just flip the switch, turn the internet off. Now these people can't talk to each other anymore. No more problem causing for them. Would would we be able to do anything about it? Is there a decentralized version of the internet that exists that I haven't heard of? And they claim the biggest threat to our national security is domestic terrorism. White white supremacist domestic terrorism. But then there was also some just little chatter about cyber attacks. And, and cyber attacks are going to be coming. And oh, now we have these Russian trolls. We need this disinformation governance board. And there's cyber attacks coming that are going to attack infrastructure. And wh why? Why? I, I'm not an expert. I'm sure there's a perfectly logical explanation. But why? Are we making our critical infrastructure dependent on the internet in some way? 
Doesn't that seem like a bad idea? Oh, but it's easier. Okay. How uh, how easy is it going to be to fortify all of this against uh, cyber attacks? Speaking of fortified, there's more leftist belly aching on Twitter directly from the Twitter employees themselves. So I guess it wasn't technically, or I suppose wasn't generally on Twitter. Technically, you could make an argument. But these were in internal emails or communications of employees talking about how they're screwed for the election in 2022 and 2024 if free speech returns to Twitter. Isn't that interesting? They've lost their power in regards to Twitter. Still runs rampant elsewhere. Google, YouTube, Reddit, totally corrupt. Totally need saving. Totally need Elon Musk purchasing. Now we have hopefully a bastion of free speech on Twitter. So get on over there, I guess. Actually, maybe just quit YouTube and get on Rumble and quit Google and get on. I don't know. I <laughs> Duck, duck, go screwed the pooch by proclaiming that they're going to try to regulate disinformation. Man, just quit. Stop trying to hold our hand. All right? You're screwing everything up. You think you're helping, but you're not helping. Going all the way back to the schools. Schools, you failed us. You obviously failed us because, look, now we need disinformation governance boards. We need massive censorship on Twitter. No, no, you didn't really fail us. You poisoned us. We thought we could trust you, but you ended up just failing us and collecting a paycheck. So now we need big tech oligarchs to hold our hand so that we know who to vote for. And thinking is hard, so we will just default to somebody please tell me what the right answer is so I don't have to think about this anymore. Please Take all the responsibility. I can't bear the weight of it. Please pay off my student loans. I was tricked into getting a loan the size of a house to pay for this education that I thought I needed because that's what they told me in school. I'll be back. Goodbye.